Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I love basketball. It's been part of my whole life. And um been in professional sports for 44 straight years. And I've had a lot of ups and downs and fun and, and um, sad losses. And um, I, w- I wish we would have, you know, finished the year on a, on a much better note. But I feel like there's so much hope in, in the Celtics going forward. And I'm excited for Brad. I think that Brad... He was born for this. Indiana kid, basketball junkie, smart, lives the game, um, has many resources, and has a great staff already in place with Brad's leadership and, and his organization and his work ethic and intelligence. This is a great day for the Celtics. Oh, oh. the Kings back, 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 back. All right, first and foremost, shout out, salute to Danny Ainge, 18 years, Southern President of Basketball Operations. Danny Ainge, one hell of a job, 18 years, because regardless of what people want to say about the last few years i mean you got to give him credit for what he did for his entire tenure but man what a week welcome into another episode of the causeway street podcast i am josue pavone joel pavone's here sean dutra zach peliquin yep of course you already know you know when things like this happen that's the hop on here makes sense of it all so you already know the the, the everyday Causeway listeners is like, oh, Zach is in here. Yeah, it's going to be that kind of episode, guys. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. What a week, fellas. How, how are we feeling? Brad Stevens now, the Celtics president of basketball operations, no longer your head coach. That spot is vacant, and that's at the top of Brad Stevens's list to find a new head coach to usher in this new era of Celtics basketball. How are we feeling about this, guys? We've got a few days removed here from all the news, from from seeing the Celtics get bounced out of the playoffs by the Brooklyn Nets, which feels like that was like a week ago now. Man, like, where do we... Where, first of all, how do you feel about Brad Stevens being in the position that he's in? 
All right, let, let's start right there. Joel, a, Sean, what one of you uh, get in here? How are we feeling? On a scale of one to ten, I think I'm about a three, bro, right now. Wow. Okay. All right. I just feel like, man. Hold on, hold on. Now, now, wait, hold on. Now I want to hear Joel's scale. Hold on. Joel, what's your scale? Where, where are you? On a scale of one to ten. So I, I guess we could do that. I like that. So, so like ten being like shocked or not shocked? Yeah, I hate no, so oh. ten, I'm saying oh, no, 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 no. Uh, the question, first of all, the question is, do you like it? Not, not if you're shocked. We're all shocked. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that, that's a given, right? King part was a fucking one thousand on a scale of one. To yeah, everyone's Richter scale just yeah, it went it's insane. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like 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 knee jerk reaction to when it happened when I saw the breaking news, I was at a one because I was like, the fuck, like I just thought it was the most, <laughs> I thought it was the most random thing on a on a Wednesday morning, like not even twelve hours removed from getting knocked out of the, of the playoffs. But then I've had a couple of days, and I think I'm, I think I'm at a, I'm at a three, like Sean, maybe maybe a four, maybe closer to a four. Yeah, so you hate it. I mean, I, at the beginning I, I hate it, but now I'm 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 trying to sell myself on the idea. I mean, you still it, hate I guess it depends. Three, bro. It's not. Right. Yeah, it's still bad. Let's, I'm not saying it's. Let's keep good. this. Let, let, let's keep this going. Once you uh, pass the baton to uh, our our guest of the show. Here you go. Here you go, Zach. Gaza Street Duck. Come, Zach Pelquin. Uh, where are you on the scale one to ten? How, how much do you like the, the, the thought of, of Brad Stevens in his brand new position in the front office? I'll be the optimist of the group. I'm going to say a five out of ten. <laughs> Just, and the only reason I'm giving him the extra points is because of the fact that he's no longer the coach. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, this is what Zach wanted. So he got, he got a pass he wanted, right? So, so shout out. You know what? That's a great. That's a great point. That's a great mention. Shout out to all the. Uh, Brad's got to go. I don't give a damn who is in his place. Yeah, how it happens. Brad needs to not coach this team anymore. You, half, you, all you guys, you got half of what you wanted. But I can say about the Danny part because some people wanted both. Some people don't want to see Brad at all with his organization. So, like, where do you stand with that? Like, if you don't want him coaching, what, what makes you feel confident that he could bring in a bring in a good coach and and, and b you know revamp this roster whoa, 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 whoa. and make this team better? Because let's let's face it, this is a this is a crucial summer. This is I don't care how long he's in this position. This offseason is already his most important offseason. Well, I, I never said that I was happy about it or that I had much faith in him doing that job. But I'm just happy he's not the coach anymore. And the only reason that I am kind of a little bit optimistic is because of the fact that I think that the Celtics roster has more talent than we give credit to. I think it's a little better than we've given credit to. it. I think there is at least a foundation there. A couple of players, a Jason Tatum, a Jalen Brown, who we know are all-star caliber players, that the coach was not getting enough out of them. So for me, it's very simple. Get me a coach who can get more out of those players. So for me, that's the only silver lining in the whole thing. In terms of him working in a front office, I mean, what qualifications does Brad Stevens have? I mean, we've heard rumors that maybe he spent a little bit of time around Danny Ainge, and you know, he's been kind of his shadow a little bit in some ways, but for me, it's like, I, I mean, how many contracts has Danny Ainge negotiated? How many trades has he negotiated through? How many, I mean, he's got no experience on any of this. I I don't see it working for very long. I think it's one of those things where they wanted to keep him around. They knew that Danny was going. They had no better option at the time. You know what? In 12 months, I think we're going to be talking about who the next GM and president of basketball office is. I really don't see it lasting. I, I, yeah. I, I, Good thing you I, say you're optimistic, huh? 
<laughs> yeah. How optimistic can you be? Yo, well, I'm optimistic about it for sure. Oh, let me let me get me get in here then. Let, you know what? I, I'm on the same page. I don't think this is a long term deal. But no chance. Brad Stevens is a coach. Okay. No. At the end of the day, yes. he's going to get back to that. At the end of the day, if he's got to scratch that itch in two years or next year, as Zach just said, he's going to do that. And you know that there's a market out there in the NBA for him. So for Celtics fans that are thinking that, like. No, that, that I don't think this is a long-term thing. I, at the end of the day, this is about him, A, being someone that was just in that locker room, B, being someone that the players should feel comfortable to talk to now, you know, yeah. hey, this is what I really want. And, of course, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Tatum and Brown, right? You know, I'm not saying all, you know, a team meeting and everyone talking about what they want. No, these two need to have say on who the a, who the next head coach is going to be and be what type of players they want to play with. Yeah. And then too, that's a whole nother separate issue or whatever you want to call it. I'm going to leave that for the next head coach to handle. And we'll, we, can, we can talk about that another day because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown also have some, some talking to do and they need to get some things off their chest as well. But at the end of the day, with Brad Stevens, the position that he's in right now, if he's in any other organization, I'm with you, Zach. Yeah, I'm like, this guy has no experience. How is he going to negotiate contracts? You know, but this is a unique situation for Brad. And again, I don't like this for a long-term fix. The short-term, the one guy who I think is in a good position to bridge the gap into whatever it is this team needs to become better, Brad's your guy. And of course, his intel draft, you know, when it comes to draft intel and, and young guys coming into the league and all the connection he has from the collegiate level, he, he, he checks all the boxes there. So yeah. I'm worried about that, you know, that part of his job. But how are you going to, A, again, connect to these two, Tatum and Brown, and and B, what is that going to translate into? Yeah, I mean, and to tag on to that a little bit, I mean, the thing that scares me with Brad Stevens making calls on the player ops side of things is like, let's not forget no more than like three or four years ago, we were talking about how Brad Stevens struggled to deal with big personalities. I mean, think back to when Boston had the opportunity to trade for a DeMarcus Cousins. They had a deal in place. They could have pulled the trigger no time flat. He didn't want the attitude. He didn't want that. And you know what? The NBA is loaded with, I mean, maybe not on the extent of a, of a DeMarcus Cousins, but it worries me a little bit, you know, that this guy is going to, he seems like someone who makes decisions based off of his heart, not necessarily a businessman. And you know what? For as much shit as I've talked about Danny Ainge for the last 10 years, maybe not 10 years, but, you know, for a little while now, I mean, yeah, but but I mean, at the bare minimum with Danny Ainge, you knew that he was going to go after it, that, you know, he he, he was a shark, you know, if there was blood in the water, he was going to go after it. And I do commend him for that is the fact that he was willing to pull the trigger on many of the deals, not all of them, but many of the deals that we've seen in the last several years. Brad Stevens is a, is, he's a coin flip. I mean, how much do we know that he's going to be able to actually go after it and how much is his emotion going to get in the way? I'm very curious. This offseason, like you said, is going to be huge because in my, my heart of hearts, you have to see him deal one of, if not both of, Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart and you may even have to open up a conversation about what you do with Jalen Brown. Uh, all right, so so I think I think we're a, a little a little bit getting ahead of ourselves because okay, okay, fine, fine. But let's talk about let's just come talk on. About, you you of all people know you don't want to see a Tristan Thompson and Jeff T. I understand. I understand. <laughs> shoving Max on his way in. Let me yeah, tell you, for real, if that's, if that's Max, the bulk of the off season, then this this franchise is screwed. So Zach, you make you make you make a couple of good points, but I mean, first off, before I, I just I want to respond to your points, but real quick, I think the reason why I'm rating this so low is because it's sort of the exact opposite of what you're saying, Zach. 
I think that you're not going to find a better coach than Brad Stevens. You lose Brad Stevens as a coach. You're not going to replace him, uh, Brad Stevens as a coach with a better Brad Stevens. You're just not. That's not out there. It's not that person doesn't. So wait, wait, wait. So you, you you thought you think that Brad could could still save this team? Like they, the, the team could, could still listen to him next year. I think I, I I honestly think that Brad Stevens as a head coach with a rejuvenated lineup would have been okay. I think would have been okay. I think with what he had dealt with and what the injuries that he had dealt with and sort of the. Mm. The, the the player personnel moves that have happened not really up until last this year uh gave him sort of a, a tough spot and hey you know what if you want if you want to say um that Brad Stevens is a bad coach then tell me how he was able to motivate his team who uh, to get to the Eastern Conference Finals last year where really they, you know let let's let's be honest that that whole Gordon Hayward injury thing coming back. He was dealing with all this last year. He was able to get the team to the Eastern Conference Finals and make a play well. But then, secondly, that so I don't think you're going to find a better Brad Stevens, and I don't think Brad Stevens is a better GM than Danny Ainge. So no. when you add it all up, you're at a. Well, I don't think I, I, don't, I don't think I said that in my little spiel. But all right, <laughs> but you're at a net negative. You're at a net negative. So like, so like, I agree. All of that added up, that's not good. The only the, – so, and, and, but this is the only saving grace that I will say is that if Danny Ainge totally lost sight of the new NBA, meaning being able to work with the new GMs that are out there, the new players that are out there, and Brad Stevens is a little bit more tied in than maybe that like shark mentality that's made Danny so successful for the past 15 years – Maybe that now Brad Stevens is docile analytics guy who played and has a little bit of clout, like can come in and, and negotiate differently. Is it going to be successful yet to be seen? Will it be different? Hell yeah, it'll be different. But I, I don't know, man. I'm just saying my initial reaction right now, I, I'm, I'm a little bit like, okay, like, you talk about next steps. How how do you even move forward after making such a drastic move like this? The only the only thing I'm gonna I'm gonna say to to Zach's point is pretty much the fact that Ainge started the same way, right? Ainge was a player. I know I know Stevens wasn't didn't go to the, the the pro level, but Ainge was a player, and then he became a coach, and then he became a GM. Right? You got to start from somewhere. So Danny, yeah, but the team is in a different place, though. Say that again. Fran- Fran- franchises were in two different places, though. I mean, you had Danny Ainge taking over the mess that Rick Pitino had left behind. Right now, Brad Stevens is taking a Cadillac, and we're going to see where he goes with it. I mean, well, what, yeah, because what, what, because uh, yeah, yeah. I, like you said in the beginning of the episode, it's it's the changes are minimal, right? It's not like it's not like you have only one All Star or or only one quote you know franchise player. You kind of you kind of sure. have. You kind of have a, a a couple of uh of of pieces here, and and maybe he's maybe he, well, at some point when he, while he was coaching, he was like, well, you know, I, maybe I, he wouldn't have done what Danny Ainge done in certain situations. So here's his chance to be like, this is what I would do. Danny Ainge inherited two all stars. If you remember, he inherited two all stars: Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker. They were both all stars when Danny Ainge started. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they lasted. Danny they lasted one year together in, when Danny came in. Yeah, Danny never believed in one all star. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that was the only <laughs> that situation to Jalen and Tatum because these are two full fledged. One, they're young. They're they're nine. They're not even twenty five yet. And, and, and two, 
I just think they have much more upside, at least at this point in their career. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he was like the. I'm just saying. And Tuan yeah. was like the only guy, ironically enough, the one because I feel like Danny really didn't like Tuan as a person or as a player to like bring him back into the fold after trading him. I, I felt like that was like that. That's not Angel's forte. Well, Joel and Zach, you, you two bring up great points because obviously we we're, we're never gonna know what those conversations were like between Danny and Brad when mm-hmm. they signed. I don't know Tristan Thompson. We don't know what the conversations were like when. Uh, there was a chance that they could they could have go and grab a Demarcus Cousins, a couple of chances, right? We'll never we're never gonna know what the conversations were like when it came to whether it was getting trading for a big star or whether it was the off season signings like Jeff Teague. So like, keep coming back to Jeff Teague. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just trying yeah, to think. Like, <laughs> this team missed Jeff Teague in the playoffs, bro. By the way, let's that's, face that's, it. That's, how much? How much did he did 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 uh. Did um Danny get for that? And, and we don't know if Brass even signed off on that, you know. So maybe now yeah. it, it, yeah. it could be either way. It could be Danny is saying, "All right, well, you know, here's your chance." Not not that he. That's the reason why he stepped out. I, I genuinely believe that he's just exhausted and health concerns, and he's just burnt out. And maybe he's a bit out of touch with with, with today's players and and how you go about trades. All, whatever the case may be, I just think he he tapped out. I, I don't think he got pushed out. I I, I don't believe that, but. I also believe that Brad Stevens is like, well, I can get a shot at this. Again, I don't think this is a long-term thing. I think Brad is almost feeling like, all right, I I lost control of this team, okay? Yeah. They, they don't listen to me anymore. So let me make it right, guys, okay? It's not it's not you, it's me, or I don't know. This just wasn't a match. Whatever the case was, they stopped listening to me, and now I'm in a position where I know what they need. I know from the outside looking in. I have intel that no one else has, and I'm going to use that to my best of my advantage. And then who knows what happens from here? But in the meantime, let's go chase the championship. Like with him and Wick saying all that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get get Banner eighteen or die trying. Obviously, they said that those words. But at the end of the day, like I think I think Brad Stevens doesn't want to go out like that. I don't think Brad Stevens is a guy who's who's gonna okay. Look, if I can't coach them to the top, I'll do my best to bring this franchise to the top because I feel like I, I owe you guys that much. Yeah, no, you're you're right. That that that's a that's a that's a great point. Like. They brought me in to win the championship, right? And it's like, I couldn't do it as a coach. Well, then let me see if I could do it by actually picking out the groceries myself or making the deals myself. Right. But you know, deep down, he's just like, I'm going to miss coaching. You know, it's just like, oh. well, I don't know. Do you, think, do you think that he misses coaching or he's going to miss. Do, do you think that he misses coaching like in the NBA or do you feel like he's sort of like, I miss coaching? I have a little conspiracy theory. I don't know if it's too early to throw it out there, but. I mean. Go for it. Don't, don't you feel like it's no. very strange. That <laughs> no, I didn't get it out there. <laughs> on, the same, on the same day that Mike Krzyzewski comes, steps down as the Duke head coach. Brad Stevens gets promoted. The number one coveted college head coach would be Brad Stevens right now. Hands down, Duke is the biggest program. And I have a feeling that ownership was probably like, well, we can't lose Brad. And maybe he's got this Duke job lined up. I don't know. Maybe he's had back talk to Duke. Because wouldn't Brad Stevens at Duke make the most sense in the world to take over for Mike Tuchewski? And yeah, then, but yeah, but that's a year away, bro. But I'm just saying it could, it could just be one year. Who knows, bro? I mean, yeah, I mean, but then they've already named the successor, right? 
So it's just it's just very strange to me that that happened on the same exact day. It was almost like Brad was supposed to be going there, and then ownership was like, actually, would you like to be our GM? You know what I mean? And he's like, well, of course, yeah, I'll take that job over over anything else. But it just seems like I don't know. I don't know if Brad. I don't know if Brad is going to be a coach in the NBA after this. I, I agree, Sway, to what you say. That I don't. I think he's going to get the itch, but I don't think he's going to want to coach in the NBA. I think he likes to coach pure basketball, and that's in college. Like, yeah, but that's, yeah. but the game, even the, the turned them off to it. But man, even the college game has has changed since 2013. Yeah, but I mean, if you go to Duke, you go to Duke. Duke is always always has four year players that stick it out. They got they got solid recruits that come in, and then you got you you, you can build a program there. I mean that that's what I mean. Like I think he I don't I don't think we ever see Brad Stevens coach in the NBA again, but I do think we see Brad Stevens take over a major program in the, in, in college basketball. Back, so what's uh what what's the first thing he's gonna do here? Who who who's he bringing the head coach? Who's gonna be the next coach of the of the Boston Celtics? Uh, if it if if logic stands, I think you like? I think it's two people. I think it's between Chauncey Billups and Sam Cassell. I think it's a coin flip between the two. I personally like Billups a little bit more. Yeah, um, I'm not crazy I, about Cassell. Just not for this team. I'm not. I don't know. I don't think he's the one. I like Billups. Yeah, I think. I uh, I think it's got to be a white guy. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, all all of our recent success recently has been uh, have been with black coaches. I mean, you think back, Doc Rivers, Casey Jones. I mean, the guys who were actually winning were, were, were our best coaches. I mean, yeah, that's Doc, true. Bill I mean, Russell. Bill see, Russell's a good one. Yeah, that, that's where that's where my heart's at. Go, go, get me a guy that shows. It. No, Red Red, Red Auerbach was 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 black. I don't care what anybody says. He was the first black yeah, coach. He was just, just, just like Jimmy Johnson at the University of Miami. Hell yeah, first black coach. Um, I I agree with you, Zach. Though Chauncey Billups got to be the guy because I think Sam Cassell comes from that. Era uh, that still looks at the modern NBA player and says, "Yes, pussies, right?" That's a good so, point. I, I don't know. Like, there's, there's a. Well, that wouldn't that be a good thing? He's also, he's also been an assistant coach for so long. Yeah, that doesn't anymore. But he understands. Right. He would understand though how the winning culture here is very important in the city because he won here. He's been around Doc for a long time. See, I, I, I'm really pushing for the return of Doc Rivers. I don't know if that'll ever happen. But like, if a year too late, <laughs> such a well, big scam, bro. <laughs> a year too late, but yeah. But hey, if <laughs> what if if the Atlanta Hawks beat the 76ers in the second round of the playoffs, they're gonna fire. They're gonna fire Doc Rivers. Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm just saying. Doesn't doesn't that Philadelphia job doesn't that doesn't doesn't turmoil in Philadelphia start up again? No, they really like him there. <laughs> they, they, he changed everything. <laughs> like, what do you he mean? He changed everything. No, Ben Simmons and and Joel Embiid stayed healthy this year. He didn't change. I don't think Doc Rivers is getting tons of credit. Joel was healthy. You sure about that? Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons stayed majoritively healthy this year until Joel Embiid went down. Now, now is down in the playoffs, and now they're like, well, oh well, now we're screwed. Like that's it's the same Philadelphia story over and over. <laughs> It and just happened, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> the Hawks are going to beat them if Joel Embiid can't play in the series. So that means the city turns on Doc. Bro, who do you like for head coaches? <laughs> for, for, for the buses? Lloyd Pierce. <laughs> nah, I, I like I like Cassell. I might be the the one in the in the minority here. Um, 
I don't know about Billups. I, I get the um, he is the the more shiny option, but I don't know. After Cassell, if I if you're asking me who would be another top choice that they should be looking at, I think Carol Lawson. You know, I think that that locker room does have a lot of respect for her, and you there's something to be checking off two boxes there: a black coach and a woman as the first woman head coach in the NBA. Yeah, something about trend centers. Those are my first two right now, honestly. I mean, I, I just think Carol Lawson. Yeah, I, honestly, I like she's, on top, I like she's on top of my list as well. I, I just think the the connection she has with these players. Also, I, I don't like when you look at what this team is like. You know, like the the, the way they react to the media for for criticism and and the way that they they just want to be different in a way. You know, just Jalen Brown, I think, can sort of sort of personifies that, right? I mean, yeah. It's just, I it just wouldn't surprise me. I, I almost feel like they would be in a space where they would be more motivated than anybody because they would be like, man, we can make history, you know, not only by her being the head coach, but also making her a champion, you know. Like, of course, she has WNBA, successful. She has a WNBA championship, you know, she has a gold medal. Imagine an NBA championship to go on that resume. Maybe it doesn't happen here. Maybe it doesn't happen in Boston, but I, I it wouldn't shock me if, if if she does, you know, get the job with, with the Celtics, and maybe yeah. sometime down the road, but you know, I, it's 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 tough. I, I don't know if she she never transitioned back. You know, that's a that's a hell of a job she has right now. And it's, no, I mean Boston Celtics call and say this is, her, this is her one shot. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Well, yeah, obviously. But what I'm, my point take- is that if she, doesn't, if she doesn't get this job, like it's not like she could be in the running for other jobs every year. Yeah. So it's like well, that one job she could have. She has a shot at. So definitely. I think if you're if you're if you're looking at it if you're looking at it if there's one team in the NBA uh, that that is set up to win now that would be able to I think embrace and understand and like play really like hard for a, a woman coach is the Celtics. I mean, you could talk about the Spurs with Becky Hammond because they've been having, but they, that team just isn't there, right? So oh, if yeah. they're ever going to do, you can't. You can't put a woman as a head coach on a bad team. You can't. Like, when I was saying this on, like, the, the, the Celtics postgame show, the thing we you know, CLNS, like, a lot of people, like, or a handful of people, I should say, were just like, no, woman. I'm like, really? I don't yeah, know. We're, I, we're I still, we're still there. generation huh? is different. <laughs> we're still there. We're still there, huh? That's what's up. I mean, not, not that we you know, Seven years ago? Absolutely. But these guys, these guys were born in. 2000 man oh, yeah. they were born in 98 i don't know i think it's different i think the generation's different yeah but or, i mean i 1000 percent i 1000 percent understand what you're saying but like the thing is yeah, that you see, you see i don't know if you guys watch it but cedric maxwell's the look on his face like he he bit his tongue like he didn't want to say it, anything. It's, it, but 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 those <laughs> people, it's like are you guys serious again the, that's a whole another generation like that's a whole you know that's it the cedric maxwell generation is is who is actually in power owners you know, people that have people that are 50, 60, you know, plus years old that look at it and say, listen, there's no way that that woman will be able to control that locker. But at the same time, the younger generation and like sort of our generation, I think, understands like, oh, if they're if they respect her and she has and she's able to relate to the players, put a good game plan together, then they're they're going to play even harder for her. I think. Zach, what do you what, what, how do you Zach, how do you feel about this? And again, this team. This generation, the generation has a lot to do with it because, again, this is a relatively young team. So that that's why yeah. it's relevant. If James Harden's on this team, absolutely not. If, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm talking about, like, abrasive leaders. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. But we're talking about Tatum and Brown. Shit. 
maybe it takes this kind of coach to bring some fire out of these guys for Christ for crying out loud. Jeez, you know, like show some heart for crying out loud. <laughs> Get off my lawn for crying out loud. Gene <laughs> Willikers, you guys gonna play harder? Watch, jeez, Louise. Jeez, I'm getting older, man. Damn it. Oh. Here we are. We're getting older. Show it. Or, or, or you could just convince the Spurs to hire Becky Hammond as their head coach, and Pop Boom. comes over here. Boom. There Problem solved. Jo- Joel's got it. Got Problem it. solved. See, I think a coach like Popovich would spook these guys. They oh. would quit on him. And he loves – no, but he loves Delicate. Tatum. He loves Tatum. He loves Jalen. locker room. He loves smart, so I think they would be like – they, exactly. they would you respect the fuck out of him. You hear me out, though? Like, you hear me out? Like, this isn't just about being – the progressive move, okay? It, it's there's a lot to it with, with, with these guys, with this team. Yeah, I mean, it, you're right. It is a much younger team. I mean, you think about the the roster makeup. You've got Kemba Walker, you've got Tristan Thompson at the top of that roster in their late 20s, early 30s, and then after that, it it it's pretty much all young guys. I mean, I can't. I mean, these are all kids. They're all in their mid 20s, early 20s. I'd be curious to see how Marcus Smart would fit in with. A woman coach. I'd be curious to see how he reacts. So he seems to be a little bit more of a tough personality. But outside of that, and I mean, who knows if he's here by the end? He's probably the one guy. Anyway. Yeah, but he's a, but, he's a softy around Kara. He loves Kara. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if they that's actually the have a direct relationship too, one on one. That's nothing too. I, you know, maybe I need to talk about that more. I, yeah, yeah. I, I've had, Clear that I had up, a way. Few conversations. I had a few conversations with with Kara Lawson, and like she just like the respect, the utmost. She introduces herself as if I don't know who she is. You know what I mean? Like, but do you understand what I mean by that? Like those kind of people who, like, no matter what, they're gonna introduce themselves. They want to know your name. Who do you work for? Like, I thought I thought that was pretty cool. I found out. I found out after the fact that um, she graduated with a with a journalism major. So I was like, okay, well, maybe that had a little bit more to do with it. But yeah. still, you know, just just answer my questions. So professional, and like, I see her relationship with working out with Marcus. And she's tough. You know, don't yeah. don't get it twisted. Like, she's tough. Like she screaming like she would own the room when, when at times in practice when brad was you know to the side and you know we would trickle in before at the end of practice <laughs> She'd be like i got i got this brad. she would have <laughs> been these guys especially marcus and, and take it easy howdy duty i'll take care of it <laughs> yeah she's a barrier breaker though bro that's the thing she's a barrier breaker she she broke through she's yeah. one of the first female assistant coaches in the nba that's saying a lot about her for for you know to be able to to break the barrier and have enough, so like I think that 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 means a lot to these modern day NBA players. Yeah, and she's got she's on the same old school mentality as like a Chauncey Billups. They're in the same like age group. So. The same yeah. She is, yeah, same yeah. generation. So there I, you go. My big question is this, though, and it has nothing to do with gender or anything like that. Is as the Celtics right now, when you're making the selection of this next coach, what are you truly looking for? Mm. Because I know for me, if I'm making a hire. I'm making a hire based off of a coach that can work with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And if that relationship's there, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, if it's Carol Lawson, I'm hundred percent behind it. I just need to see a coach that comes in here and literally gravitates to those two players and gets the most out of them from here until the end of their contracts and hopefully well beyond that. So if it's Kara, I'm hundred percent behind it. You know, it's a matter of making sure that that next coach can utilize those two players as the basis of whatever they're going to do going forward. 
This episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA and the NHL are in full swing now. Now, BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action now. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Let's shift back to Brad real quick. Um, Before Marcus Smart, after Marcus Smart did his post, his appreciation post to not only him, uh, to Danny Ainge for selecting him. Outside of that, not a peep from anybody. What <laughs> the fuck is up with that, dude? Like, that hey, was going to be in my occasion, Mr. But we could talk about it Thanks. now. Fuck that. Fuck Let's God. talk about that. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Jason Tatum, your first four years of the NBA. Hey, asshole, appreciate it, man. You know, like, at least, the at least, four Danny. years was a blast. Like, at least, Danny, at least, Danny for fucking, you know. Uh, taking a gamble that 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 Philly or, or LA would would have chose him, and he's like, nope, I know that Tatum will be available right at number three, and I get that extra pick right. too. So, right, you know, at least a little yeah. shout out or salute something to Danny Ainge would have right. been great. Thanks for not letting me go to Philly. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm so mad that Danny just didn't draft him as number one. <laughs> That's it. That's called pettiness. <laughs> Danny's like, bro, it's the same exact thing, bro. Like, no, no, no I could have been the number one pick. I could have been the number one pick. I should have. No, seriously, guys, is there anything to that? Am I, am I forced? No, to- no, you're right. You know what's way that that goes to the uh, the whole generational thing. It's like, yeah, maybe they might have been just told right before it happened, literally hours before it happened, the switch is going to happen. But you know, uh, it's been a few days now. You know, we're recording this podcast. You know, literally days after this announcement has been made, and literally. Your two top guys are supposed to be the faces of your franchise haven't said one word. And uh, Tatum joked about Turner being, oh, he should be the next head coach. Like That should be, like, you know, automatic. And it's like, really, bro? Like, <laughs> you barely speak, and this is what you say? Bro, the freaking <laughs> Whether you were joking or not. Down. You got jokes right you now? You got bro? jokes, bro? Really? <laughs> jokes, right? You got jokes. That's what's hot in the streets, Joe? Making jokes about your franchise? <laughs> Who is your coach? Like, what, what are we doing? What, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing here? Like, what are we... I mean, are we are we surprised? You guys take this are you surprised? Are you surprised? No, I'm not. No. You know what? You know what? I, I was thinking of not saying this, but I'm gonna say this right now. You know what? You know why I'm not surprised? Because in my mind, my opinion, Jason Tatum thinks he beat the Nets. <laughs> I think Jason Tatum thinks he beat the Nets. <laughs> I didn't lose to the Nets. Yo, you see me? I dropped fifty on Durant. <laughs> I went fifty, forty, thirty. Come on, who does that? You know what? What they didn't beat me? Oh yeah, they beat the Celtics. They didn't beat me though. Like, <laughs> they beat the bad. logo. They beat the logo, but they didn't beat me. Oh, though. oh my, my my favorite quote from after being being eliminated. Hey Tatum, off season moves. You know, you, you know, how do you feel about certain things? You know, are you gonna have input? In, and that's not in my job description. What? <laughs> I mean, at the, at the same. In, at the, in other words, you don't give a fuck who your teammates are. Is that what you? Yo, saying? even if you even if you just gave the cliche answer like, yo, it's too. It's too soon, you know. Just our season just right. ended. Like you know, we'll 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 assess things as you know off season goes along. But you know, I'm just I'm just gonna keep preparing, you know, for the next season. That's it. That's something simple no. as that. 
Yeah, but it sounds like he sounds like that employee just like, sure, I do my job around here. I don't know, right? (laughs) Sounds like LeBron. LeBron, I did, I did all I could do. A young LeBron, a young young LeBron, for real. I did all I, I, I I could, I could control everything else. It's not on me. No, but y'all, okay. I mean, once they. You'd rather have a frustration quote come out? And no, I could. I could have just. Yes. I just told you what 1, kind of fucking what yes. kind of quote could have been. I know, but but what if he if he he's you not see Damian Lillard quotes? Like, yeah, I take some of that. I would take a I take a whole scoop of that right about now from Tatum, bro. Extra, extra scoops. Show some heart. You didn't beat the Nets. You got smoked. I don't care how many points you average. Does his lack of saying something say something though? I mean, I I almost feel like maybe he's maybe he's the one who did have the issues with Brad Stevens and him moving up to the front office. That's why he'd say something like that and say like, "Oh yeah, it's not my job. It's Brad's job. Let's see how well he can do." You know, almost off the cuff. If he did have any indication that that was going to happen, which they're saying they didn't, but I can't imagine that there was nothing said. There was no indication. I mean, we were talking two weeks ago. They were saying that 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 Ainge was possibly going to leave because of the racial comments with the whole entire you know boston and having never heard anything about uh comments or anything like that from the fans so it was like maybe he knew something and maybe he is kind of already poking that whole entire brad stevenson because he doesn't believe in it well danny says he made the decision months ago but well yeah yeah yeah, only the only the owners and and steven yeah my guess my guess is brad probably told tatum He's also, that's, his, that's his franchise going into this year. I mean, night before, night before we found out, or something like that. I, I don't. Also, think I also think that they they sort of knew that Brad Stevens was lock in step with Danny Ainge and was was yeah. making the decisions, but had a big say in decisions that were made. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was it was Jack McMullen or or, or, or Woj uh, a few a few weeks ago, maybe like a month and a half ago, when when the kind of the squash that hold notion that Brad was going to get fired and I think it was Jackie that was like if anything he's going to have a more yeah a more yeah. like involved role in in like the decision making of who's coming in and things yeah. of that nature so I guess this is exactly what it was that he was actually going to take over Danny's role yeah I mean there's no there's no such thing as a, a well-kept secret in you know in any professional organization I mean somebody's going to hear something and it's going to find its way out one way or another so why wouldn't your star player have any idea about it? And, and to be honest, I mean, I think that Stevens, he's a great guy. I think he's an awesome basketball coach, but there is clear indicators that he did not get along with some of these guys. Maybe not face to face, maybe not, you know, in, in, in very obvious ways, but it's clear that they didn't want to play the way that he wanted them to play. And they did not get along with him that well. And, you know, for as much shit as we give to Kyrie Irving, I mean, we watched three superstar players walk out the door the last couple of years. Who are we going to put blame on? You know, we can't just say that, oh, it was just the young guys because they were difficult to get along with. The coach has to take some blame there. Gordon Hayward grew up playing for this guy in the college ring. Kyrie Irving walked out and all that. Al Horford, who is the consummate professional, walked out and decided to go to to Philadelphia. I mean, you mean four. You mean four. You got to put Terry Rozier in that mix, too. And T. Rowe. And T. Rowe. Scary Terry. Well, I mean, when it comes to. Oh, let him, oh, Jesus, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. He got a, he got a, he got a, he got a great payday. Even fucking, uh, even even Kelly O. I, I get it. I understand all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Brad Wanamaker, superstars, <laughs> championship pedigree. <laughs> no, maybe. I think they helped him out. But. No, but there's, maybe, no, but maybe there's something. Maybe there's something to what. <laughs> maybe there's something to what you're saying. Maybe there's something to what you're saying, Zach, because. 
maybe maybe it was Ainge that was you know catering to the to these to these guys like like Kyrie for example and Steve was yeah. like nah man I'm not with that like now I get to run the show and and if a, and if a star wants to come in here acting like that then I have to put him in his place real quick and maybe Ainge just, just wasn't down for that because he's like this guy could be a a, a cornerstone and turning yeah. this franchise around for years to come. So here's my conspiracy theory. Hey, I'm going to shoot this one back sure. to Sean. I love my it. feeling, my feeling on all of this, because of the suddenness and because of the way that it's played out, my gut tells me, we've heard a lot of different things That's on it. why Ainge is deciding to retire, why he's deciding to retire now and all the different, you know, whatever that go along with that. I think that the ownership has not been backing Danny Ainge in the way that he has needed the last several years. I think they have t- they pulled the rug out from underneath them on some of the decisions he wanted to make by not allowing him to trade away guys like Terry Rozier, like Jalen Brown, potentially even Jason Tatum a couple of years ago where he wanted to go after ready-made stars and go after championships. I think ownership blocked some of the moves that he wanted to make for guys like, call it a Paul George, call it a Kawhi Leonard a couple of yep. years ago. Jimmy Butler. I think they... I think, yeah, I think they blocked him on a few moves. And I think eventually he got to the point where he said, you know what? He probably has one more move that he wanted to make this year. And that was the end of it where he said, listen, I want to trade Jalen Brown for, you know, Cat or, you know, I want to trade him for Dame Lillard or whatever. And they said, nah, we like these guys. And he said, you know what? Screw this. I'm not getting the opportunity to make the decision the way that I want to. And he walked out the back door and they said, okay, well, that's the way it's got to be. I have a gut feeling that he because because let's think, think back. The guy's been well, here eighteen well, I, years. No, I'm, I'm I'm thinking back right now, and I'm thinking about how great ticket sales were right away. You know, obviously there was yeah. that one year, but I wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if ownership was like, hey, kid, Don't rock people the boat. coming in here and seeing Jalen Brown and Tatum. And, Don't you know, rock the boat. You got every rookie that are would bring it in here. They love right Terry Rozier, like. They love these kids, you know, like just, just keep the keep the foot. We don't need an established veteran yet. Not and the, yet. And the thing about it that the reason that I was like thinking through it, I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then I really got into it and I was like, you know what? Think about like four years ago. Danny Ainge, every single time prior to that, if there was a tough deal to make, whether he was right or wrong, he made the deal. Mm-hmm. It was just the most ridiculous. I mean, you think of like the Jeff Green, Kendrick Perkins trade way back when. You think of Isaiah Tom, the Isaiah Thomas deal. Yeah. You think of all he pulled the trigger. Didn't matter. No, you know, no worry. Always with conviction. And then all of a sudden, you start getting gunshot and trades. That's not Danny Ainge at all. No. So no. it's a little weird. It's yeah. a little weird to me. Heck, you may oh. be on something because yeah. there's a conspiracy, baby. There it is. <laughs> <Drop> it. <laughs> I mean, I, I like I like the take because if you think about it, I think it's more than five years because I think you're, you're talking about. I think it all starts where it was like a good thing they made him gun shy because of all those yeah Bill Okafor Nerlens Noel trades that we were <laughs> like, and then they were like, "See, Danny, see what we mean? You shouldn't have trade." <laughs> I was dead set on two firsts for Nerlens Noel. Get it I done. know. Me too. Me too. We're all where he's we coming are. around this year. He's coming around. He's a star. Yeah, he's, now. he beat up on the Celtics. <laughs> he beat up on the Celtics. He's like, people don't forget. But then, but then once, once Jalen Brown, the hot, the hot average kid. <laughs> I, do, I know that people are going to say, like, of course you do, Sean. But I do think, I do think that the Danny Ainge, Jalen Brown relationship was. Like Danny mm-hmm. was trying to put this guy in trades for superstars for a very long time, but 
to your point, Zach, maybe it was ownership that was stepping in and saying, no, we're not trading a young guy that could be an all-star for a guy that could leave us in a year. We're not letting that happen. But but then but then if you if you think about couple that with what you said about the 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 comments and Jalen Brown's stance on everything, like maybe maybe they're like, hey, we're building around Tatum and Brown, and those two are untouchable. Yeah. And if, there's, if there's anyone that thinks that that could that could back up the untouchable part of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, it would be Brad Stevens, who was relying on these guys to be the number one and number two guy. No matter what, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what the roster looks like. What, so, what, what about these uh, these rumblings of that Stevens' job was on the line at some point during the season, and the decision not to fire him actually came because it was ownership? it was Ainge. No, it was Ainge that like was like, no, hold Locked up, yeah. you know what I'm saying? If you want, maybe well, this, this is the conspiracy theory for me. If you want, I'll step down and you bring him in. But do not fire this dude because he's a great basketball mind. Yada yada yada. You know we've been we've been I've been grooming him for whatever amount of time here. But you know right. to, my my protege. Exactly, exactly. You know and, if I couldn't if I couldn't get the job nothing. done, he's gonna get the job done. Type of thing. Not for nothing, but we just we just gave his ass an extension last year. So why exactly, don't we exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like Five fuck. More years of ten mil yeah. per. They're like fuck. And, he's right. <laughs> why don't we not get deeper in the red than we already are? Right, guys. We're not paying him to coach. We'd have any goddamn fans for over a fucking year. Did you realize that? Yeah, yeah. He brings, brings a good sign. point. And, and why are you swearing, Danny? I thought you were Mormon. Danny is probably like, if you're making me sign Jalen Brown, the guy that I've been trying to trade for years to his contract, then Brad's getting fucking resigned, bro. We're resigning Brad. <laughs> yeah. Come with the package deal. Oh, man. So, yeah, that report came out of SNY, and it's, it's, it's interesting because it makes you wonder how much, how much say did Brad have in, in player personnel and trades and stuff like that. And also, how much he's on the hot seat here, you know, not just for Celtics fans, but for the ownership. It's like, all right, Danny, this is your guy. Let's see what he got, you know. Again, so huge off season for this Celtics franchise. Absolutely huge. Yeah. And you know, you know what I'm waiting for? I'm, I'm hot, sure, I, man. I need a Sam Wickersham of the Celtics. I need a Sam Wickersham article of the Celtics. I need a I need a breakdown of every intimate backdoor knowledge of what the hell happened because even though we've been talking about it for the past 35 minutes, it still makes no goddamn sense to me, bro. There's We're going to do a last thing. dance on it. Yeah. There's <laughs> one thing that still makes no, no sense, Doc. Ten part, ten part Doc. <laughs> ten part Doc. Ten part Doc, the first. The first one is, is Jared Sullinger's eating problem. That's what right. <laughs> the third part would be Danny Ainge being like, they didn't let me do the blockbuster trade. And I took yeah, that yeah. person. I took that person. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Then, I went back to Utah. Yeah, and then you'll see. You'll see, like, in, uh, what's his name? <laughs> he manages Utah to a championship. Oh, you'll God, see, God. no, you'll see Keith Bogans and fucking uh, uh, Crash Wallace playing quarters off the wall. Keith Bogans and fucking, what was the guy, Marshawn Brooks? Marshawn Brooks. <laughs> yeah, Marshawn Brooks. They're all playing he's quarters smoking, off the wall. He's just smoking a blunt watching him play, bro. <laughs> Tyler Zeller would be Bill Wennington, no question asked. Oh, yeah. But you know, you know what though, the the Brad Danny Ainge a bad guy? No, if you saw him with your with your kids, you think he was a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, the Terry Rozier episode would be crazy in that ten part. Yo, the Terry Rozier episode. Oh, jeez. When they hear Drew Bledsoe, you know, I just I had to go to the garden. I had to go see him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they got Eric Bledsoe in there. He's like, yo, honestly, I didn't know who this motherfucker was. <laughs> 
swear to God, I swear, I swear, I swear, I thought I was out there playing against Chris Paul, bro. I don't even know who he was. I didn't. I don't. I don't keep up with the NBA like I should. <laughs> what do you mean he's not a rookie, bro? He's been in the league. What? Who is what? that dude? <laughs> bro. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. I walk in, everyone's got masks from that screen movie. I don't know what was going on. It got me shook is what it got me. <laughs> that movie gave me nightmares growing up, yo. How did they know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so like outside of this, uh, outside of, you know, obviously signing a, a head coach, like what other what other potential moves do y'all think is, that it's on the top of the top of Brad's list here? Um, you gotta decide what you're gonna do with Fournier. That's it, and then and just and the rest, the rest is incomplete. What about Kemba? Kemba's the biggest thing for me. Kemba, you gotta decide with Fournier. Well, well, the two go hand in hand because if you bring him back Fournier, then one of those guys have to go. Kemba or Smart, you have to put him in. <laughs> yeah, the I don't, I don't, I think so. I think Fournier to me sway is sort of like secondary because yeah, you can do anything with Fournier. You have to. You have to figure out your your sign guy. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, I think I want to see him walk. Me too. Me too. I don't want 28 back. So 20- I don't think. So I don't think you're so pressed to have to trade Kemba and, and and Smart because if he walks, then it's like okay, well we got a little wiggle room here, and then and then and and true Danny fashion, wait to see what what trickles out, what falls out and on onto your lap. The way the Kemba Walker thing happened, the way to a certain extent to a certain extent what the James Harden to Nets thing happened. Which superstar or all-star out there, a piece that you can use, is going to fall out of their franchise and say, I want to be traded. You know, I'm out of here. Figure it out, guys, because I want out. You got you to pounce on one of those opportunities. Dame Lillard. You better figure it out before it's one of your guys. Every summer, there's one of those opportunities, man. Every summer in the NBA, it happens every year. Let's yeah. see if the Celtics do something this time. Real NBA players of the NBA. And don't forget, we still got a little TPE action, though. They, they yeah. There, you know? Wait, is this, is this anonymous? Is this across the board? Like, are we no no, no Fournier? Uh, uh, I've been no I, I, I like, I'm a Fournier fan. I, I wouldn't mind him coming back, but a week you got you to figure out the, the, the uh, cap here. And... A week ago, i give you a different answer, man, but I don't know. Now I'm oh, just like. Okay, okay. So, so the Fournier thing, right? We saw him. We saw him in the playoffs play healthy. He was healthy in the playoffs. He had a bigger role in the playoffs than he ever would imagine on a playoff team. I was not impressed to sign him for $20 million, which is he probably 20. He, so even if he wants to, so? even if no, he gets, look at, look at, spend some time with the, uh, uh, fuck, I forgot what the, oops, oops sorry. Um, crack. No, I forget what the the number is, but but the re- realistic cap money for everyone in the entire NBA, there's like four teams in the entire NBA that are gonna have more than twenty million available. He's not. He, he ain't one of them guys. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh, so so if Fournier wants to come back on a veterans minimum, I'll sign him. But other than that, no, you're not gonna get. <laughs> so why are we even have? All right, offensive man at about fifteen. My I, I answer say- is no sway. My answer is no. Yeah, I but think, if if oh yeah, your answer was no from the beginning. Though. Yeah, yeah, but for a guy that's gonna come off your bench, you know, are we assuming that Brown's not coming back? You know, or what's what's the what's the well, alternative that's, here? Hey, that's the thing. I I think you got to kind of stage it out here. One, who's your coach? Because if you have a coach that's trying to build a perimeter offense, which most of them are, do you want a guy who can shoot the three? You want a guy who can you know play that type of offensive game? So 
Fournier immediately has some level of value. You bring in a coach that's going to have a little bit more of a traditional offense, a little bit more more of a ball motion offense. It's not necessarily going to have, you know have guys just sitting on three point line. Well, why are you going to bring back another shooter who's a, who can barely play defense? You know, you might as well just you know he's he's got sign and trade written all over him. I think you got an opportunity to use yeah. him. But I think the bigger conversation is going to be exactly what Sean said. It's with Kemba because that's going to be the differentiator between having money underneath that luxury tax and even if you could find someone to eat that whole contract under the, the actual uh, salary cap to be able to open up and be able to be aggressive on the market. You know, if, if you can't move that, you know, why wouldn't you just go over and just sign a, a Fournier or, or have some type of sign and trade to get someone in here using him? Um, because I think you can't just lose the player. You know, he's part of that, that player exception at this point with Gordon Hayward. Yeah. And if you just let him walk for nothing, it's not a good look for Brad. It's, it's not a good look same, for Brad. It's, it's the same yeah. mistake you made with Gordon. I guess I, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, the sign and trade because you have his burr rights. And everything. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's like, I'm yeah. just not dead set on him being on the team. I guess I should have said, right. He doesn't have to be on this team. Like maybe not let him walk, but like, yeah, don't no, bring I, him back. I 1000% agree. Cause like, if you, yeah. yeah, sure. If you can sign and trade the motherfucker, do it. That's, that's fine. Fine with me. But you still like, have the MLE too. So yeah, that's going to expire soon. Yeah, to the to the Kemba point, to the Kemba point. I mean, I would take I, I would honestly, if there if there are two like if there are two C plus players that are NBA bodies, I that that stay healthy, I, I would trade Kemba for them right now. Like I don't need a superstar back. I don't need Kemba in a superstar deal. I need Kemba in a deal that's gonna get bench depth like i don't care like you don't need kemba to you on this team right now you don't really need kemba to like be a well maybe he'll put up 30 type guy like you just don't need that i would i would much rather much rather trade kemba walker for you know two middling a little bit overpaid players maybe one overpaid player someone else I don't even know if there's someone. You're definitely gonna get an overpaid player. You're not gonna send out an overpaid player. You're not get an uh, overpaid player in return. Okay, getting an overpaid player, just not named Kemba Walker with a uh, bone on bone knee injury. Like, I, I, I like, who's gonna take some... that? Seriously, yeah, it's so easy to say. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will say that I do think that there are still thirds <laughs> out there that are looking for a name, and Kemba could be a name. So, you know, talking about, you know, if if if, if if God strikes Brad Stevens and somehow we could work something out with the Kings for one of them, then that would be the best, the best case scenario. But I just don't see that happening. I don't see, I, like, I think you're going to have to settle for like shitty players that just are bench rotate rotation players that signed a long-term deal and maybe are on the end of their deal right now. Like I, I looked today, I couldn't fucking find it, but I'm also I, I looked for like five minutes. So you know, <laughs> that's all it takes for you to make a major decision if you were the GM, huh? <laughs> yeah. but, I, but if I'm, but if I'm, guys, guys, I'm, I researched it. Oh, how long? Weeks? Months? Nah, about five minutes. That's all I needed. Five minutes. Five minutes. I didn't see what I like. So yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah, I saw his highlight. I saw his highlight reel on YouTube. Bring him in. Bring him in. But you know what? You know what? I will. Say? <laughs> I was watching the Denver Nuggets the other night without Jamal Murray. That's a good team. And I was just looking at it like, where the fuck did I get all these plays, Doc? Like, where the hell did I get the Monte Morrises of the world, the the 
the um uh what's the fun the Porter Juniors. Well, I always I'm, forget this dude's name. Yeah, Michael Porter Austin Rivers Junior. Like I'm you're just always saying, you're always two seconds away from saying Michael Carter Williams. I know. So I think rookie of the year, have, baby. Hey, rookie of the year, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but I will say like that team has just players that will come. And, and come out, come off the bench. And I, I forget the guy who starts on that team. That I oh, what the hell's his name? He's like, uh, oh my god! But whatever. Shit! What the fuck's the guy's name who starts on Denver? He's like a power forward. It's five of them, I think. Aaron Gordon. No. <laughs> Nikola Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> he, likes to, he likes to play the four, you know, uh, exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the guy, the guy that's always passing and grabbing all the rebounds and scoring all the points. What's, what's that dude's name? Whatever. Sometimes whatever. He wears a headband. Yeah. <laughs> Has really short interviews after games. Yeah. Really good at dunking. <laughs> Nikola Jokic. Yes, that's the Jesus yes, Christ. Yes, yes. I couldn't remember his name. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. They get they get a guy like Campazo. They get a guy like Austin Rivers. They get a guy like Monte yeah, Morris. Stop reading Austin. the roster of the Denver Nuggets. Okay, but that's what I need to Your do. Your is like 36, 37 well, years old. Sound like all those guys are like homegrown. Or no, like, no, I'm not saying they're homegrown, Sway. I'm not saying they're like, homegrown. Six, like, I'm saying, I'm saying that somehow. Why? Okay. okay yeah, put it sucked it, for like 10 put years. It this way. That's why. <laughs> put it this way. Why would you be excited if you want if you were to trade for Kemba Walker? What excites you about trading for Kemba Walker? What excites you if I'm another team for trading? Yeah, yes, yeah. What, yes. What's going to make me say I need this guy on my team? Or thirty-two million dollars a year and thirty-three million the following year. If you're What's the Detroit, if you're the Detroit Pistons, you got a name to sell. If you're the, which you know you're still going to suck, but you got a name to sell. If you're the Knicks, uh, the Knicks name to sell. He's not even going to be freaking playing back to. He's going to play not even. Not even thirty percent of the game. Well, maybe thirty-five to forty percent of the games. So wait, I'm just saying, like there, there's teams that want to suck. You know what I mean? And maybe, maybe suck while also <laughs> while also getting a, a a former perennial NBA first teamer guy that you know you know you're not going to be signing big names. You're just going to be building to the draft. You know, maybe maybe the Timberwolves feel something about him. Or you know what I'm saying? Like. There's, there's, there are shitty teams. I just, I just think you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a bad contract in return. And if that's the case, then, and I know it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna sound crazy because I don't know what's gonna make OKC want to do this unless they just want to like. Seriously, I don't know. But the whole Al Horford At thing, Horford. I like, I like the concept of it because again, you're, if you're giving up a, a bad contract, you're gonna, you're gonna get one back. You know, right? In, you're gonna get one in return. But OKC's they've, they've done this dance already. What's gonna make them want to do it again? Like, yeah, but who's they did, did this with Al? Why would they sign up for two more years? And Al, and Al was actually healthy last season. Who sells more tickets, Al Walker? Selling tickets for OKC or those markets, Sean? It's more about like wh- where do you want to be? Do you want to do you want to keep losing? Because if you do, okay, then maybe you do want Kemba Walker. Are you done losing? Like like how many more first round picks do you guys want? Like when yeah, are you guys if- gonna start turning? You know, when are you gonna start flipping the other side the way the Celtics did? We just we just saw the Celtics do the same thing when they when they. Collect that treasure trove of assets for a couple of years, and then they start decide that they want to compete. Like, is this the year that they're going to want to compete, or they want to do this for one more year? Well, there is a couple of things to consider there. One, they can put a few more picks in the treasure chest to be able to make some deals that way. 
Uh, by the way, Terry yeah. Styles just left. Yeah. So. We'll talk about Rose. that. I like that. I like that. Styles left the Blazers. Uh, quit? Yeah, no, they mutually, they mutually agreed mutual, to part ways. Mutual uh, consent. But, uh, <laughs> no, but <laughs> to, the, to the Horford thing, <laughs> OKC might look at it and say a few more picks is worth making the trade for Kemba because they, they're both on two more years. So Al has to Kemba is something he's going to have too. The only reason I thought that there might be a chance that they would want Kemba is because if they can get through this year, They've got his contract jumps up, I think, to 38 or 39 million, which means with the cap room that they already have, plus his contract, they put themselves in a really good position to be the team to make a deal for any big contract in the NBA, not this coming summer, but the summer after that, which might be worth something. This year was a really, really weak free agent class. The, o- the only person that's worth noting right now is Quiet Leonard, which we don't even know if he's just going to extend with, with LAC, which. Well, it doesn't look like it right now. <laughs> well, he loves, living, loves being in L.A. Who knows? Who knows why he went there in the first? Yeah, place? that's yeah, a good perfect. point about 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 Kimba's Kimba's deal. But I mean, if he's if he's still around, do you you try to restructure that, or do you just see him? I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. So, and you know what's interesting too? Al's contract. There's a significant dip. It, it goes down towards the tail end, the back yeah. end of that deal. Yeah, uh, believe it drops to seventeen. The last year, he's twenty. I, I, he'll be twenty-seven, twenty-six and a half. But his dead money becomes fourteen. So you could actually cut him loose and only have fourteen against the cap. So, so wait, Kemba or Al? The thing Al, is, Al, Al, right? That's what. So, I uh, that's, Ke- 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 Kemba, you're getting screwed all the way through. Yeah, <laughs> there's no, there's no getting out of that. No, no, there's no, there's, there's no parachute on that one. That that <laughs> contract, the way it's written, is probably why. Uh, OKC hasn't traded him yet because they're like, yeah, it's a big contract where we can also manipulate it. But at, at the same time, like there are bad teams that that will be like, okay, like a, a, a guy, a guy with two years left on his contract that big money is just as good for us as an expiring deal. You know what I mean? Like think about think think about what Houston did. They said, okay, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna trade Russell Westbrook for John Wall. Who has you know a, a little bit less of a cap hit? I think one last year on his deal. Still not a good contract. But yeah, but they did that. They did that with the with the hope that James Harden would want to stay. I think they <laughs> the knowledge that James Harden was going to fucking bounce, dog. Like I don't think you bring John Wall in to 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 please any player in the NBA. No, yeah, no. Not with the way that things are going with it for him, the two years leading up to that. Yeah, and and okay, so I yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I think you need to find the right opportunity for Kemba, and you need to not be picky for Kemba. If somebody says we'll take Kemba Walker and we'll give you a fucking fruit basket on Christmas every day, you're taking it, dog. You take whatever it is, and you, you if someone if someone agrees to any type of Kemba trade, you just take it. Like at this point, he's such a liability on this team. Like you just take it like that's where i am with kemba and honestly that's the biggest thing if if we're gonna if if brad stevens is gonna be the gm or excuse me the president of basketball operations and this is gonna be his job and this is what he's actually gonna want to do for a while he needs to figure out kemba and he needs to figure him out right now this offseason he needs to figure out what he's gonna do with kemba all right let's 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 stop right there, all right? Because we, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about this all summer. But first yeah, and foremost, yeah, that's true. Zach, you yeah. sticking around for in case you miss it. 
I, I don't see why not. Hey! Pour another bourbon, bro. Pour another bourbon. Pour it up. Pour it up. Pour it up. Pour drink. I know you a bourbon. Pour up. Drink. 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 Faded. I have a I have a weird opinion about this, but going into the Brooklyn series and leaving the Brooklyn series between Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden after the Brooklyn season a series, who do you hate more? <laughs> Durant. I've always hated Durant. Durant. It's Durant for me now, dog. It's Durant. I, for me now. More so than Irving for you, Dutra. I nope. fucking hate Kyrie Irving. I know. Different <laughs> level of hate. But when I'm talking about basketball and the way they play, Durant oh. such a fucking bitch, dog. Oh my <laughs> Oh my god, that dude's a bitch. I, I actually I have more respect for Kyrie after that series than than I have going into it. That little that little me, uh, me too. Me too. That little stop, that little midcourt stop, I was like, okay, No, that that okay, that I don't have a, that I don't have an issue with because it's basketball, like he said. It's all it's that. all basketball, right? And then you 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 as a Celtics fan, or at least maybe the old oh, school Celtics fans, Celtics players all come up small. It's like, you know what I'm saying, but well, you as a Celtics fans were hoping, all right, yo, maybe they, yeah, maybe they knock him on yeah, his ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but whatever. For me, what he said prior, you know, prior yeah. to game three and four, that's Got that's what it. makes me, you know, like hate him even more. Because yeah. now, now the narrative, now the narrative is ah, oh, the the Nets broke the Celtics because you know they realize how racist of an organization they are and their fan base and this that and the other thing. Like that's the narrative around the fucking nation. It really is, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah. that's 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 obviously everyone knows that's bullshit and that'll fly overnight. But I think the way that Kevin Durant just rides Kyrie's coattails is pathetic. It's not his coattails. I think he's like that's like his bodyguard right now. It's like that's like a. You know, after after game three, when 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 uh, Tatum went off for fifty, that that uh, press conference between the with, with with both of them, like the only thing that was missing was Kyrie sitting on his lap. You know, Durant going stroking his head, going, "It's okay, it's okay, I'm right here, I'm right here." Say what you got to say. You know, I I got the feeling that it's the other way around. Like the the way, like, like the like, fact the fact that up. they both weren't even like in in like shoot around right before the game was about to start. I can just see like Kevin Durant back there going, it's okay, man. It's okay. And, Ky- and Kyrie's having like a panic attack. No, man, I can't go out there. I can't go out there. You hear them? It's only 5,000. Those motherfuckers. There. You can hear them. They're calling this. They're calling. They're chanting my name. And Durant's like, I got you, bro. I got you. You know, just relax, breathe, breathe. I got you, dog. I got you. And then after he got through that 5,000 people, he was like, oh, 17,000. I got no issue with that because Durant, Durant has to make sure that Kyrie is okay. Like they came as a package deal. I still think after the whole thing, Kyrie saying what he said after game two, if he just didn't say that, he would have got the same hatred from the Boston fans. No, of fans. course, of course, but well, well, but yeah. he had to get he had to get in, he had to get in front of it, or he, he well, wanted to get in front right. of it. But right. I, but I understand that. But I he do, couldn't skip it this time. But I do think that Kevin Durant is the it, it like was sort of whispering to Kyrie and saying like, "Hey, you should, you know, uh, you know what yeah. I mean." Like I right. think. Kyrie would have came back. He's, but the one, he's the one egging him on in the video. But that's what I'm saying. He's the, yeah, he's like he's the one that has to be to make Kyrie feel good about himself. Right. You he's know like, what I'm go, saying? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He's like, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The whole world knows it. The whole world knows it. That was him like, that said, said that. Like he's, he's rubbing his head. Go on, boy. It's okay. It's okay. I'm right here. I'm right here. You know, I got you. I won't. I won't let go. I won't let go of the back of the you know the seat. So you like won't a, fall over. Like a mother talking to the kid. Right? Yeah, like 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 you know, like when your dad taught you how to ride a bike. Like I got you. I'm behind you. Don't worry. And then you look over. 
I'm still right here. I'm still right here. Go ahead. But, 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 but the Celtics fans are racist. Uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Get, guys, it guys, Get it all out. You guys, you guys remember, right? It's easy to forget because the brass teams, a lot of stuff happened like oh, yeah. eight hours after the game was over, but they're playing for the world, guys, right? Or yeah, they're man. They're for- reuniting the world, bro. They're, they're reuniting, reuniting the world. world. Reuniting the world. They're about to they're about to remix the the Michael Jackson <laughs> so and the uh, and the and the Lionel Richie Barry classic. Young, they're about to re, they're, they're, they're the about to record that. that. That this whole run that they're on reuniting the world. Oh man, come on now. We we uniting the whole world with this championship run. So I hope everybody with us. We uniting the whole world with this run. You know who's about to you know who's about to stomp the Nets? One racist city at a time. <laughs> one racist fan at a time. Yeah, one racist. The Sony throwing fan at a time. <laughs> yeah, well, shout out to Brain Tree, by the way. I know. I mean, Obviously. it was disrespectful for what he did with the logo. That goes without saying, but not, not to the point where it's like, yo, you know, let's stomp on this dude's face at the, after the game. You know what I mean? Not like that. Like it's right. a basketball thing. He knew what he was doing. He wasn't. Okay. He's not stupid you enough to not. You know, you got KG and and and, and Cedric Maxwell saying, "Yo, that was disrespectful." Like, how is he? Like, no one's talking about this. It's because he just right. had a fucking thing thrown at his head. And if you bring it up, you're gonna try to justify that it was okay to get get the shit thrown at him. And it's not. I, when you saw the dude, I asked that question. His career suicide. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So I, everyone would be like, "Yo, Sway, you 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 got balls for that one, but that was stupid." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> when you saw, when you saw the dude I'm glad you asked it and not me. <laughs> when you saw the dude getting brought up by handcuffs, uh, where did you think he was from? I immediately thought Braintree, bro. I they just <laughs> really no, you did. I I did. I was like, yo, this honestly, is- Quincy crossed my mind. So I was close. Quincy, I was really close. Braintree, yeah, yeah. I thought Quincy. Like there, there was there, it was either it was a Quincy Braintree or it was either like uh like uh Bill Ricca or fucking uh, bro. I was thinking Quincy from from the from the from my seat, bro. I, I was recording him getting arrested. I was like, this is a Quincy guy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I swear to you, bro. Yeah. I, I I but then when they said Braintree, I was like, of course Braintree, bro. The only the only problems in the garden is people from Braintree, bro. Every fucking year. Yeah, but can we just say real quick for our listeners that that because uh, believe it or not, we do have listeners that don't live in the area. Braintree was once upon a time one of our old studios, Causeway Street Studios. So the kid Hell from, yeah. Well, that's the same town he's from. That was one of our uh that's, that was our last studio, right? Trust me, bro. Second I, to last. I if second I, to the last studio. That's right. Yeah, second to last. If if I decided to live in Braintree, Jordan would not be going to Braintree Public High School, bro. I guarantee you that. So, and there goes our listeners from Braintree. <laughs> aren't, they, aren't they the Womps? Or were they? Or, or, they used to be the Womps. Yeah, right? yeah, we used to beat up on the Womps all the time, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. We played them. We used to call uh, need them. You know, something about that. Something about in our division back in the day. Town dog just just doesn't seem right. The only good thing about Braintree is Southside Tavern. Shout out to Southside Tavern. Uh, <laughs> I still goes there. Yeah. <laughs> I, we'll go back to Southside Tavern, but yo, know, I was like. That motherfucker is not from Brock. I know yeah. that. We should we should start there. Yo. Bring, bring, bring me in, Sway, for in case you missed it. I was gonna say, Joel, you said, bro, you, you hey, good? Man, I'm good. Every time I bring up, every time I bring up in case you missed it, Joel just starts getting mad fidgety, bro. Like he's just like, nah, yo, I've been I've been ready to go. I just got a lot. Of, it's been a lot of been a lot of things going on. I got a lot to say, but go ahead, go ahead. All right, go ahead. All right, it's that time of the show. Trip <laughs> around the NBA with Joel's in case you missed it. 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 Joel, what we missed. All right, you know, to, to continue uh, with Sean's little uh, rant here of uh, Cole Buckley, the 21-year-old. Oh, do we have an update? 
we have an update. You know, the good old douchebag who threw the uh, the somewhat filled water bottle towards Kyrie Irving following Game Four was arrested and charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, which right. in Massachusetts in the Commonwealth here that is a felony, punishable up to ten in years. This country, <laughs> <laughs> this little country called America, doesn't add inches to your dick. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There you go. In this country, we don't use tiny bottles, okay? Doesn't add into the dick. For his own good, tell Bruce Lee and the Karate Kids: None of us are carrying automatic weapons because here in this country, it don't add inches to your dick. You get a life sentence for it. <laughs> Microprocessors. <laughs> Microprocessors. I don't even know. <laughs> you don't know what they are. I don't know what they are. Uh, <laughs> fucking Alec Baldwin's doing the news update. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Who gives and, a shit? In a study room, I... Uh, the state police were looking for a bunch of microprocessors and uh, <laughs> our target is a major transaction of microprocessors yes those I don't know what they are you don't know what they are who gives a fuck and uh, uh, guess what <laughs> I don't know alright uh, go ahead so yeah so the uh, the update on the prick here who was arraigned on Wednesday yeah, uh, fuck that dude in Boston uh, of course he did plead not guilty and um, by the way, have you guys heard the audio of this? Because he, he apparently he was streaming when, as he was getting arrested. Really? Like screaming oh. like, you got the wrong guy, dog. You got the wrong guy. Like, they're trying to arrest the wrong guy right now. The wrong guy. Not me. Not me. Not me. The wrong guy. Wrong guy. It's not me. It's not me. Wrong guy. Wrong guy. Holy moly. You got the wrong guy. Just obliterated. He's fucking hammered. Hammered. Wow. Oh, as, really? he, as he's getting handcuffed and shit. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway, he was released after posting a $500 bond and he's ordered to stay away from the TD Garden until his next court appearance, which is not until August. Game one. Game one. 2021-2022 season. We better hear some fuck Cole Buckley's chance going from the Garden, bro. I'm going to start that chant. I'm going to go to game one, man. Fuck that, dude. Yeah. I would much rather see if um, he goes to a Bruins game, if anybody would notice. Because I don't understand how he bans someone from an arena. But that's what I'm saying, though. He's not banned yet, though. He's not banned just, yet. He's supposed to stay away. Yeah, he's supposed to stay away from the Garden, right? And how even though you make stay away? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's even worse because the TD Garden, at least when they released their statement, they're like, yo, he's subject to a lifetime ban, but he can't be banned yet until whatever, I, really, I guess, really whatever the case goes, how the case goes. <laughs> Listen, TD. I, really I can just imagine that. I can that 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 that, uh, that judge. You know, stay away from the garden. All right, TD. TD garden <laughs> until TD August. Garden. When, what's what's the date? August. Uh, yeah, until August. Fucking August. All right. Can you do that? TD TD Garden <laughs> has a lot of new technology. I heard they just got a bunch of microprocessors. <laughs> <that are laughs> microprocessors. You can zoom in on the pixelated face. <laughs> 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 yeah, it looks like every other fucking white guy that walks through the doors with like, blonde hair. Uh, it wasn't me, yo. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I swear, we, it wasn't the guy. We just had six thousand cold beans, whatever the hell his name is, walk through the door of the night. What are we gonna do? Yeah, right. But though, I will say this: I was in the building for Game Four. Cole Beasley. 
And it was, it was, no, Cole, what is it? Buckley? Cole Buckley. Cole Buckley. Buckley. Uh, yeah, Cole he sounds Buckley. like, he sounds like a reliever for the Red Sox. Cole Beasley was a, was a, was a slot, is a slot receiver. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, for Buffalo. And here comes you know Cole he's Buckley. Too. Get your ass out. Yeah, fuck all those, fuck all those, like, uh, you know. Cole, get the fuck out of here. You know what? You know what sucks for all those for all those new age parents that called their babies Cole. They're fucked. They're fucked. Jay, Jay Cole, and, no. and, yeah, and the and the, the socks are calling Cole Buckley into the from the from the bullpen. Cole Buckley, twenty one from Braintree, Massachusetts, actually. Yeah. The guy in the crowd was just like super after his announcement. Oh, I fucking hate Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but I, I'll say this about the game four crowd, bro. I thought I, I was bro. I had no, no. I had really good seats, and I wasn't trash for the first. Nah, nah. It was, it was, it was, it was all right. It was, it was. I was, I was good. I was good. I was having a good it time. Was fun. I saw you. I saw you a few times. I saw you a few times. Me, me and Papa Pavone. We saw we 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 seen you behind the one yeah, of the, you one were the on hoops. TV. Yeah, you were on a few TV times. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, they don't even know they saw you. He was there. Yo, but I will say, I will say, the crowd at least, in, at least in, at least where I was sitting. At least where I was sitting was pretty fucking tame, dog. I'm not gonna lie. Like for having the whole crowd back, I thought it was gonna be like a ruckus environment, like a college environment, but it really wasn't, bro. I like I, that's why I was so surprised when I when I because I was on the I was on the way back when I heard that a bottle got thrown at Kyrie. I was like, no fucking way, bro. Like what? Like because the crowd the entire night, yeah, they were chanting, there was chants going on, but like everyone was like, was it really? Was it really though? Like. It wasn't a close was, game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But was it loud? Yeah. Was it loud in there? Because I felt like, and maybe it was TNT who they were like, "Oh man, we can't. It wasn't, we can't it have. Wasn't. We can't have. You know, the 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 fuck you, Kyrie chance. You know, no, it was not like Friday, man. Because Friday, yeah, was, I didn't think so. I didn't think it was close all throughout. And everyone was on their feet, man. Yeah, crazy. but we were up in the first quarter, and there wasn't there wasn't this like uprising of just like like I, I listen to Madison Square Garden the way it was right when when they're playing even in game game what five where they got eliminated that the Madison Square Garden was insane yeah, dude, the playoff game I was in my fucking 2022 bro like I was like hey, I, I know I'm just saying I expected I expected a lot more out of the crowd and then to see like the unruliness of that one guy it's like there was still a, a, like a Patriots type crowd in the, in the audience I, I I picture it as a Patriots game that that's the type of crowd that was there, and you know it is what it is. I, that that is bullshit because yeah, it's sad because I really thought like I, I was convinced though, you know, TNT like lowered the volume of the crowd because it, I couldn't for it to be like you know almost triple from the game before and barely hear them on you know on TV. I don't know. It's just I felt it was kind of weird. By the way, did I get on TNT or did I get on NBC Sports? What did I get on? TNT? Uh, we're watching TNT. Saw you and and, and Paula. Yep. And Paula. Paula was Paula was just sitting there like, what's going on? No, no, yeah. Both times, y'all were standing and cheering. It was, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. One of them, you were saying, Kyrie sucks or something. It was, like, vivid. You could read your lips. It was a chant going on. You were like, yeah, Kyrie sucks. <laughs> yeah. Kyrie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Not even. No, no. It was, fuck you, Kyrie. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what you had. You had, like, a, I think you had a beer. I don't know. Or truly, I was whatever. a seltzer. I was drinking seltzer. Yeah. Trying to like, stay calm. Fuck Kyrie. Fuck Kyrie. Fuck you, Kyrie. Like, you're looking around like, am I right, guys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a bottle of this guy at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> guys, 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 let's start the wave. Let's start the wave real quick. 
All right. Uh, Zach broke some broke some news about uh, about Terry Stotts uh, not too long ago. Uh, Woj Woj reports it was a, a little mini little mini Woj bomb here in Portland, and uh, and Stotts have agreed to uh, part ways after getting knocked out by Denver. He becomes the uh, second winningest coach in franchise history. Wow. Guys, is he going to get a job next year? Mm-hmm. No, no, he's not. All right. Because you know what? Maybe it's not the coach that's the problem. You know what I mean? Like Terry Stotts, Brad Stevens. Maybe it's not the coach. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's just about when the voice has been there for long enough. You yeah, know? exactly. No, I doesn't would, stick around. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. It's it's not it, the Brad Stevens and and Terry Stotts. I don't think did anything wrong. I don't think they did they they did anything. It's just sometimes the play is just and especially after the Dame stuff last night when he got eliminated. Yeah. You know that they were like, okay, we got to do something to keep Dame. <laughs> He's not the biggest Terry Stotts guy. Yeah. And apparently the Portland Trailblazers are expected to hire either Clippers assistant coach Chauncey Billups or Lakers assistant coach Jason Kidd as the franchise's next head coach, according to sources. But Damian Lillard told Yahoo Sports his preference to be the next head coach of the franchise is Jason Kidd. Quote, he's the guy I want. So we'll see what happens with that. Obviously, Jason Kidd has also been linked to the Celtics as they are in search of a new coach to replace Brad Stevens. All right, in case you missed it, yo, congrats to the Phoenix Suns on eliminating Bron Bron and the Lakers in six games. LeBron, before Thursday night, had gone 14-0 in first-round matchups. So for the first time ever, he's chilling at home after fucking round one. And he's big mad. And he, He's big mad at Jay Crowder, you know, for salsa dancing in front of him and shit. Like, you know, as, the, as the clock was winding down, that, that was fucking beautiful. And he gets, Yo, he got ejected and he just sprinted to the back. Like, yep, that's all I needed. I'm out, you know, with 30 seconds Yo, left. Oh, man. Picture. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, LeBron looking pissed and Jay having the time of his life, man. No. Whoever Yo. picked that pick was perfect. Yo, yo, it's safe to say. It's fucking safe to say that all Celtics fans are fucking rooting for the Suns right now. Yeah. Like real talk. Like I mean, the fact that LeBron was salty and during his his, his presser and he just shots out, you know, Booker and, and and Monty Williams and what about CP3, bro? I thought y'all were buddies. I thought y'all were fucking banana boat buddies. You know? I know, right? Where's the love, bro? <laughs> hey, I'll put it. I'll, I'll put it this way. It took Jay Crowder. It took Jay Crowder four playoff series to eliminate LeBron James. What the hell, bro? I know, right? Four times a charm, baby. Four times a charm. You're and welcome, I'm Phoenix so Phoenix fans. You know, Jay Crowder was all about that fuck LeBron mentality way before anybody on the Suns. Way before, way before any. Good for him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Right. Hey, man. A win's a win, bro. Yo, man, Jay's been a hater. Epic battles. Like, you know, like a Jay Crowder guy, like a Jay Crowder guy, like, we don't have any of those guys on our team, dog. Like, they don't need to be the best player on the court. They don't need to have. Uh, outrageous upside. Just get a guy in there that can play night in and night out, play some tough defense, be a culture guy, and like that—that's the type of guy we need. Though. But the that's Celtics had need. those guys, and and everyone knew that they weren't gonna fucking win a championship with those guys. So yeah, but now that you have Tatum and Brown, you need more of those guys. I. Uh, it's just been look. It's been a shit show pretty much from since 2019, and the Celtics have been trying to fucking, uh, you know, they they've they've been trying to survive that. You know what I'm saying? Like they've tried, you know, band aids here and there, and Danny obviously he's got you know uh, health his health to, to to worry about. So he's like, you know what? I couldn't I couldn't do it. You know, I think Brad can do it. So that's that's where we're at. That's where we're at, man. That's what it, that's what it is. 
Zach, Zach, <laughs> let me ask you something. Jake Crowder, on a scale of it's gonna be a bad question. Celtics balls in the past ten years, he's got to be number one or number two on the list. Celtics balls, like Celtics <laughs> balls, like guys that gave, like you know. Oh, oh yeah, you know Celtics balls. <laughs> he's like game balls. <laughs> no, like I think Marcus Morris is in there. Deflated balls. Jake Crowder's in there. I think, I think no one on this team even makes the fucking cut. Like you, you had, you, you just had. I still put Mark. Yeah, I still put Marcus in there. Marcus Smart. Yeah. It's probably like the. That's your, that's your three right there. I, I go Marcus. I go Marcus Smart, Morris, Jay. and Jay Crowder. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I you go, can throw IT in there. IT had balls. IT too. Yeah. IT. Yeah. Al Horford probably in there too. Yeah. Gorilla balls, man. He was nuts. All right, it's going to do it for uh, this edition of uh, In Case You Missed It. Check us out on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Yo, shout out to our loyal fans that have been, you know, holding us down. This is our seventh season as a podcast. Yeah, I mean, we we do it because we love it. But y'all, y'all make it even, y'all make it even, even better. Even the ones that have the negative and positive shit to say, we love it all. Yeah, man. Shout out to the to the person who ever fucked up my Twitter, dog. I've been, <laughs> the mystery, the mystery person. Huh? <laughs> that's the I'm finally back on Twitter. Everything's back to normal now. So uh, it sounds like for, for now. If you want to, see, okay. if, if if anonymous, whoever it is, Mister Robot out there, stop fucking with me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Robot out there, your uh, your bios was a seat. For right? real, for real. Yo, and check out check out Zaxby's about potential options to get rid of Kemba Walker's contract on CausewayStreet.com. Oh, we got options. All other Zach, Celtics what's, what's rumors, news, and opinions as the offseason is well underway. Zach, what's the number one option? I need to know. I need some faith there. Why don't you go to CausewayStreet.com, you dick? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's oh, yeah. Ch- I'll tell you what, last 24 hours, the uh, ever-shifting landscape of the NBA, I'm thinking the, the new target might be in a potential three-way. And that would be none other than Dame Lillard pulling him out of Portland. But I like but, but you mean you yeah, mean having I, Perks request come true that Dame needs to be either uh, with the LA Lakers or with the Boston Celtics to help break the tie of seventeen championships? This can't yeah. be true. Yeah, draw, draw. Don't, don't try to squeeze this into your case you missed. Nah, like this that. can't be true, bro. This can't be true. Try to put it in there. Why you gotta be an asshole? We'll see. <laughs> He's all announcing it like like. Oh, you mean when Perks says yo. You didn't put it in your case. No, but I wasn't announcing. I was just like, "Can this be true?" That's all. Like, can, can this could this happen one way or another? Because both both teams need help. Both franchises need help. But you know, check us out on on Patreon. <laughs> check us out on Patreon. You know, follow the the Causeway After Hours for our after show and our one on one podcast with Sway, and yes, just sir. just exclusive Celtics content and exclusive it's exclusive shit. You can sign up, and you'll be entered. <laughs> To, to win a potential Celtics jersey of your liking. Um, we don't know who's going to be on the roster, though, so you might want to hold off on that. Yeah, yo, real quick, guys. Yo, we're going to we definitely um, go pick a winner. Uh, yeah, we'll do it this week. Fuck it. So, yeah, sign up. Everyone who's signed up for Patreon, your names are automatically entered. And uh, if you're here from us, you'll know you won. So stay tuned for Sign up, sign up. Don't be a dick. Shout out to... All the listeners never messing us, messing with us this year, though. For real, though. for real, yeah. for real, for real. Appreciate it.
Like end of the year, end of the year. We, I mean, I can't even, I can't even put a finger on the amount of people that have just interacted with me this year. And I don't have any. I, I, I sorry, I, I don't fucking interact back most of the time. But you know, fuck you. You know, thank you, thank you, <laughs> fuck you. But thank you. you know? Yeah, but yeah. yeah well, but real quick, going back to going back to Patreon, you, you guys can subscribe to Patreon to our Patreon page on Patreon.com. But you can also download the app. Out of uh, a few, a few uh, of our subscribers kind of ask, you know, what's the best way to listen, and one of those two, but probably the app. Download the app and find us up. Find us up on there. Yeah. Uh, wait again. We're on the Patreon. We're giving away a jersey. Is that what we're doing? Celtics jersey of their liking. Yes. Yes. And Same thing we're doing all fucking year, kid. I know. I know. I didn't know if we were doing do like a jersey. Sounds like uh, we have Patreon. I didn't know. I didn't know if we we're gonna do a jersey of their choice now, since they, you know, the Celtics are out of it. You know, their choice. It's up to them. Whatever jersey they want, except LeBron James, except Kyrie Irving. That's about it. Celtics and Kevin Durant now, and Kevin Durant now. Fuck yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. All right, Zach. Appreciate you yeah, as man. always. Yeah. My pleasure, gentlemen. Where can they follow you at on the on the interwebs? At OTW Sports Radio. Hit it up. And your podcast is up and running again, right? Yeah, we've been, uh, I mean, we've been inconsistent, but we, uh, we have somewhat jump-started uh, OTW a little bit. Um, my co-host, uh, Jared Smith, is a little bit more of a hockey guy, but um, still good to, good, good to be on again. Oh, can we talk a little hockey real quick before we get off, man? Oh, Marshall, we'll, not. we'll see you back next week. Old-time <laughs> hockey, eh? Taylor Hall, do they resign him or what, huh? Okay, talk to you guys next week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a bit on it. You know, and as always, black and brown lives matter. Stop Asian hate. Let's pray for peace in the Middle East. And we'll talk to y'all next time. Peace. We out.